0: Welcome to another edition of From the Front Lines, where we discuss both the day-to-day and one-of-a-kind issues facing real estate managers. I'm here with Ted Thurn, Director of Government Affairs here at IREM. Hi, Ted, welcome, Happy New Year. We saw some additional COVID relief over the holidays. Can you tell us more about that and how does it impact our industry? Thanks, Suzanne. Um, As members may know, over the last several months, IREM's Government Affairs team has been in contact with Congress, and the administration along with our coalition partners to advocate for the property management industry on December 21st Congress passed a COVID relief package and the bill was signed by President Trump on December 28th. Uh, The bill also includes an omnibus spending bill for fiscal year 2021. Uh, I would like to address some of the major provisions in the bill affecting our industry. Also, Uh, Members can find a summary of the bill on our IRM COVID-19 webpage. The first provision that I would like to address is the rental assistance provision. This has been one of the main priorities IRM and our coalition partners have been advocating since the last COVID relief bill was passed in March. So what the rental assistance uh, provision does is that it provides $25 billion through September 30th of 2022 for rental assistance. The monies will be allocated to states through the Department of Treasury. States will be our state allocation will be based on population, but no state will receive less than 200 million. Also, it allows landlords to apply for funds on behalf of tenants. Jurisdictions or state jurisdictions are required to use no less than 90% of the funds for rental payments and are encouraged to prioritize rental and utility arrears uh, jurisdictions are also directed to prioritize households that are currently unemployed and have been unemployed for 90 90 days as well as households earning 50% of area median income or AMI and below. However, they're not required. They're just directed Uh, importantly, uh, the measure bases qualifying income on the income the household is receiving at the time of application for assistance and not their prior income. Um, Despite this preference jurisdictions do have some flexibility to serve those with incomes up to 80% of AMI and can establish additional criteria. So states will have flexibility of how they want to allocate those funds Uh, beyond those guardrails. Like I said, states and localities will have the flexibility and rental assistance will not be included in the recipients uh, income for federal tax purposes. What the legislation also includes is that it extends the CDC eviction moratorium through January 31st of 2021. Uh, so the mechanics of the moratorium remain unchanged and continue to require that residents submit a signed declaration of COVID related hardship to qualify for the protection. Um, just to refresh members, uh, their memories, uh, that the tenant must provide the landlord with a document in writing that states the following one that they have used all efforts to obtain government assistance for rent. Two, they earn no more than 99000 in income for a single filer or $198,000 if filing jointly. Um, three, they're unable to pay the full rent due, due to loss of income, loss of work, or expenses, medical expenses. Uh, four, they are making best efforts to make a timely payment. And lastly, that the eviction would render them homeless or need to move into a new residence shared by other people. Now, members can download the eligibility, eligibility criteria. It is on our IRAM COVID webpage. Also, uh, we just want to let you know that we will continue to advocate and educate policymakers that the eviction moratoriums do nothing to address renters' financial issues and actually exacerbate them. Um, We will continue to communicate any new developments regarding the CDC eviction moratorium to members once they become available to us. Another provision that is important to uh, the industry is that the relief bill provides $284 billion in additional funding to the Paycheck Protection Program or the PPP program. So it allocates those funds to the PPP loans and 20 billion for the economic injury disaster loan or the IDLE grants. Um, So a few more provisions regarding this uh, program, certain eligible businesses may receive a second draw of the PPP loan up to 2 million um, if they had 300 employees or fewer and saw at least a 25% drop in gross receipts in 2020. Uh, to a comparable quarter in 2019 Uh, the maximum loan amount a business can get uh, for both first and second draw is 10 million within 90 days Uh, ppp borrowers who receive less than 150,000 may submit a one-page forgiveness form online certifying their compliance within the program requirements it also extends the PPP cover periods, it's basically the eight or to 24 a week period from which borrow has to use their PPP funds through September 30th of 2021. It also expands expenditures for PPP funds to cover purchasing for PPPE or protective equipment for employees. Also something that uh, we've been advocating for with our organization and coalition partners, uh, something that is in the new bill that wasn't in the last COVID relief bill is that 501c6 organizations can access PPP funds do if they have the following conditions. If they have less than 300 employees, they do not receive more than 15% of the receipts from lobbying activities and lobbying activities do not compromise more than 15% of their activities and the cost of their lobbying activities of the organization did not ex- exceed 1 million during the most recent tax year. Um, and that these funds cannot be used for lobbying activities of any kind. So really good news for 501 organizations. Um, also. The bill includes, as you may have heard, uh, there was a lot of discussion about this uh, regarding unemployment assistance. So it extends the maximum number of weeks individuals may receive unemployment benefits from 39 weeks to 50 weeks. Uh, It adds $300 of federal unemployment assistance through March 14th of 2021. Uh, it also adds an extension of the federal unemployment program that supports gig workers uh, through April 5th of 2021. And also, again, uh, a lot of discussion on this. Uh, it does. Uh, it was talking about $600 to $2,000, but the final bill directs payments of $600 for individuals earning up to $75,000 and married couples earning up to $150,000 per year. Uh, each child dependent is additionally eligible for $600. Uh, one of the last provisions uh, that I'd like to address uh, that uh, I think is important to our members are some of these tax extender provisions. So it does uh Include an exclusion from income for mortgage debt forgiveness is extended I should say for five years through 2025, but the maximum amount is reduced from 2,000,000 to 750,000. The kind of big issues with this tax extender provision is with the 179 D the or the energy efficient commercial buildings deductions, which was made permanent by the bill. Uh, as you may recall, this was always something that was extended, needed to be extended every few years. Uh, it needed to be reauthorized several times over the last few years. Now it's been made permanent. And what the provision does, it allows for commercial building owners who improve the building's energy efficiency either through the HVAC, hot water, interior lighting, or other type of measures. To receive a deduction of as much as a dollar eighty per square foot in the year the upgrade goes into service Um, after receiving and after receiving the proper third party certification. Um, It's available both for new construction uh, and retrofits and does not favor any particular method of conserving or reducing energy use. So you have a lot of flexibility of uh, you know how you go about uh, implementing or the construction with those energy saving devices. Um, also there's another provision. Uh, the energy investment tax credit for solar and residential energy efficient property tax credit is extended for two years through 2023. The mortgage insurance premium deduction is extended for another year uh, through 2021. Uh, The energy efficient homes credit is extended for one year again through 2021 and the non-business energy tax credit um, for qualified energy improvements is again extended for another year. Um, So those are some of the major provisions that I wanted to address through uh, the bill for you today. Uh, These are some of the ones that mostly affect or directly affect I should say uh, the real estate property managers. Again, we do have a summary of these provisions uh, on our webpage, And if members have any questions or would like to discuss further, uh, please feel free to contact me. And I'd be happy to discuss the bill further with you. Again, uh, there's talk about uh, more stimulus, uh, possibly further uh, stimulus payments to citizens more COVID relief. I know that the new Congress will be talking about this uh, later in the month. So as new developments arise, again, we will notify our members. we uh, happy to put this on the website and to and <laughs> conduct another podcast. Thank you so much, Ted. This is really valuable information and we look forward to continuing the conversation as things develop. If you'd like to reach Ted directly, you can email him at Legislation at iram.org. Visit IREM.org for more knowledge to take on real estate management's most dynamic challenges. That's www.irem.org.